0: Chapter Review Show It's a Chapter Review Show Chapter preview Show It's a Chapter Review
1: Show Join us as we cover many an insane movie and numerous cult TV phenomena Are you ready to get jacked up Are you with
0: us Then listen on
2: Thanks for inviting me. It's been a while since i watched this stuff.
3: <laughs> anytime, anytime. I, I've just been trying to get on different personas and, you know, I record in advance because it's just easier that way and then just
2: edit like, like a bat out of hell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
2: that's, yeah, that's the thing I suck the most at it, editing. That's why on all my sidecasts, when everybody asks, I say, if you don't need me to edit, you got a better chance of I remember meeting.
3: that, Fred, you were like, you were even joking with four <laughs> psyops and a few other people. It was funny. <laughs> oh, God. So here with me today is Darren Wilson of Legion Podcast Network and Psychosomatic
2: Podcast. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. It's, you know, the beginning of the day is done and now we're going to do some blade running oh dear
3: <laughs> and uh we got
4: daniel nightmare nerd ryan also greetings. the house that screams <laughs> greetings my fellow horror and sci-fi fanatics and don't forget my noodles <laughs> or otherwise there will be trouble <laughs>
3: especially for the people getting noodles in this movie oh <laughs> uh, so i'm gonna circle around everybody uh darren what's Where was your first introduction to this movie? Was it during the VHS 80s era or was it
2: uh, late 90s cable? It it was in the VHS era of, you know, uh, raiding my dad's movie collection. (laughs) You know, he's he's the guy that would do the double VCR dubbing and sign up for all the free HBO things. And I don't know what cut. Was the first cut that I saw. And it's hard to keep straight. It's I myself theatrical. even have that. Yeah, I'm sure it was the, the theatrical. I've got that Voight Conf test suitcase DVD collection. The clamshell just busted. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere. But yeah, it was just one of those, oh, this sounds cool sort of things. And um, it's pretty young.
3: Were you already familiar with Cyberpunk at that point? Or was it just kind of like that was kind of what got you into? William Gibson and all this other movies that sure is.
2: Yeah, this uh, this was sort of like two right right before I right after I saw this movie, I looked up who Philip K. Dick was. Mm. And then that was sort of, yeah, my spark into into cyberpunk stuff was Blade Mm. Runner. And then noticing that, you know, he'd written the short stories that a lot of movies I really liked or were interested in. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Very good. Daniel, what was your
4: first uh rodeo with this one? I was actually a late code this one. It wasn't until like the two thousands. Like I saw it advertised on T V frequently, but uh I only watched it when I decided to get the D V D. Um like right around the time of the last Star Wars prequel, I think, just out of sheer because 'cause I'd heard so much about it.
3: Nice. I saw this around Oh six oh seven, so that's two years before the final cut uh it was definitely the special edition because there was narration at the start um i just fell instantly in love with it it's probably was the first real detective movie i was engrossed by that says a lot i mean i just i would see parts of other shows and everything and it definitely aired religiously on fx when the special the first special edition on dvd came out and amc still i think plays it religiously to this day and then when you know the final cut came out sci-fi channel would re-air that one quite a lot and it was just one of those you know everyone talks about it you hear about its influence you hear about how it was uh one of the most uh, i i would see it on both the best and worst movies of the 80s <laughs> this of all time it was just that kind of movie and so it's like i already knew going in it's like it was an acquired taste but i was prepared to kind of like it because i just uh, I, I i i browsed a lot on both moria dot you know the new zealand uh genre page as well as the movie sci-fi page website and that's where i just you know got into all this other stuff like total recall strange days johnny demonic and all that so
4: we'll return after these messages hey feeling down feeling low not enough
3: podcasts about movies in your life why not try they
0: must be destroyed on site
3: The new podcast cure all, sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of.
0: They must be destroyed on sight!
3: As needed, and let the hosts Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host cure what ails
5: you. Warning, they cause atrophy. African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Hey, I heard you like movies. I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? <laughs> Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. Mm-hmm. And then we just watch it. And we talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? Most of the time. Ah. Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games. Mm-hmm. Music. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the big one, music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just, oh, we know what we like to do. We like to tell stories, PJ. Ah, yes. I am the master storyteller <laughs> yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers, yes. the Google Play, yes. Apple Podcasts, what else? Podbean, what else? Podcast Addict, Goddamn, all that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere, worldwide, baby. Hustle, motherfucking hustle. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah. We gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want his hair to say, ah. F- ah. F- ah. F- all that good fun stuff. <laughs> well- <laughs> You don't don't run the listeners away, PJ. I'm sorry, but this is going kind of long. Yes, so we'll end this and say, Hey, check out the home video hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace, peace.
2: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And while Witch didn't make it to the top of the world, he did make the Gangs of Hollywood podcast. So join the gang and enjoy a movie review podcast about movie gangs, gangsters, mobsters, and the mayhem they cause. You can find GOH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GOHpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app. And remember, say hello to your little friend for me.
0: If you take two old punk rockers who are past their prime, put them in front of a movie screen, and give them a podcast, what do you get? Cinema punks. Cinepunks, it's the mixtape of movies. Down, you of
1: Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds?
0: Huh.
1: this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything His that kept little history all yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film.
0: Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at twelve years old.
1: Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How be did rough you one. watch this shit at twelve? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Sciops.
5: It's late, It's time. Let's check our cue, baby.
0: Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love your movies.
1: We love the bad ones too. So we watch them all ooh, and pass their ooh, lessons ooh, on to you. Ooh, oh ooh, yeah! Ban out, ban out, ban out,
5: Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovier. With a one last black hole, a gratuitous boopiness. It's time to get busy with your friends, Steven and Izzy at eilfm.podbean.com
4: We now continue with our program. Yeah, it's...
3: Does it stand the test of time? Ask yourselves that.
4: <laughs> I would say definitely.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. And Darren, what's your take on it? <laughs> I notice more flaws in it, but I still like it. Uh, I, I'm gonna
3: agree with you both on that. It's one of those because it's a sci-fi universe and the effects are very limited. It doesn't have much time to outdate itself, but it's also one of those. It's better than Ridley Scott himself. It's just one of those. Just like <laughs> it's just like good Ridley saying. has. Well, yeah, Ridley's done so many good movies, but he is very much like Michael Mann, where he's just very engrossed by his own material. Where it's like, okay, I get it, you know. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna kill each other they're gonna fight it's gonna be spectacular but and uh it's you know uh as i was mentioning with david german before it's one of those movies regardless of what you agree with you know the star and the writer's take on the material versus the director this is not a movie worth arguing over how it ends how it starts all the other material it's just an engrossing but just escapism and have it have been styled after a western to create this universe to where you actually do want to just escape with the movie that is still a rarity. And you know, Daniel was mentioning some stuff before we pressed the record button on uh, drafts that were unused. It's like, wow, <laughs> I'm so glad that they figured out this that that literally
4: is robotic and robs the movie of any soul if you include that. So <laughs> just... Well, given how many different cuts of this there are, I don't know that they ever quite concluded anything. Uh,
3: That's fair. I mean, they basically, they had enough to work with, enough of it landed. Cyberpunk, I mean, is still a genre that is hard to market. It's like, and sci-fi in general, people don't know how to market. It has to have the word star in it, or it needs to be similar to something else, and then... I mean, you can do other movies recently that have done it like Looper and Gemini Man have basically snuck in a bunch of assassin type stuff while trying to capitalize on the popularity of stuff like Inception and Matrix. So, I mean, uh, the genre is always changing, but the market is still pretty much the same where people don't know how to promote it other than now give it to a out of studio house that puts a bunch of rap or rock music on it and shows just all the main Explosions. So it's like this one didn't have any of that. It only had just mystery and the music kind of on its side. So it kind of, you know, when you've inspired, you know, the Terminator, even silly stuff like Trancers, and just, again, you have Philip K. Dick, who's another uh, sci fi author who's worth getting into just to, as your basis. I think it just had enough. Uh, checks to put on the checklist, you know, so to speak. And most of the boxes were filled, the ones that
4: weren't, you know, they weren't going to fill them up, those like, ones up anyway. So Cross-genre films like that can be so incredibly tricky. And uh, for its time when it was released, it definitely didn't do that, because really it was ultimately a flop.
3: Oh, it's uh, it was an absolute flop. And uh, it, it's <clears throat> interesting looking at it as a whole now, because you could easily watch it with some of the seventies movies, like any of Tartowski's work, maybe uh, if you wanted to maybe silent running or some other earlier cyborg pre cyberpunk ish movie. Cause I mean, it's very cerebral and um, uh, I think it's also a shame that yeah, I still on occasion will encounter people who just find this the most boring piece of shit they've ever seen. And it's like, cause to them, sci-fi is just that it's, you know, Keanu Reeves dodging bullets or people fighting with lightsabers is like, well, no, that's sci-fi action. That's not direct
4: hard sci-fi. <laughs> so, I, I will say this is, at, at times, a painfully slow movie. There's a lot of exposition that could have been cut without hurting the final product much at all.
3: Uh, I'll half agree. Uh, Ridley Scott is just in love with himself. He thinks people are fucking morons. But... At the same time, I mean, I'm just so in love with this vision, this whole craftedness. I'm kind of okay with it compared to other movies that where their exposition is just cancer to the ears. It's like, okay, good grief. I was totally born yesterday. But uh, I think it's that that's just the part that hasn't dated well. And at the same time, I mean, everybody just sounds so natural and fine tune with it compared to most film shoots that had a troubled production schedule so i mean i i just if anything this is the kind of movie you can just watch a scene of it per day and you'll be fine uh, uh i really don't have any other things to add to it other than that um uh darren you were gonna kind of remark about other stuff like uh the comics the video game the sequel and the unofficial sequel
2: <laughs> oh right um so yeah it's uh the video game i barely remember it was but... like a 97 made for computer game
3: <laughs> yeah that, that was what.
4: Like... blizzard right
3: it might have been blizzard they did so many crappy knock-offs. no no um,
4: it wasn't blizzard um Dan, i know the studio now because they made the dune game that i liked
3: oh quake
2: yeah, it wasn't them. Um, Uh it was like Westwood I, I, Westwood. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. It sounds like it's more fun to think about than it would be to play right now, but <laughs> I'm curious what sort of things they're going to take from ideas and things from this movie in that, uh, Blade Runner 2077 game. That's what coming out in November, unless it gets delayed again. Uh, uh, hopefully, it's not like Duke
3: Nukem where it's a great idea, but we don't know how, what to do with it, so we might as well sell it to the next <laughs> video game company while we filed Chapter Eleven. <laughs> yeah, just just dump it, and everybody, like, oh,
2: <laughs> cyberpunk, and there's numbers, counter Reeves, open world. Here's my money. Um, and oh, is I
3: that, is that related to it too? I saw that there was that too. There was cyberpunk twenty something. Yeah. Something.
2: Uh, Cyberpunk 20 something. Sub. I, for, I, I forget it's been so long since I was given it for Christmas. that oh. <laughs> I've just wait, it'll show up one day and they like, go, oh, are you as worth the wait as Red Dead Redemption 2 was? <clears throat> we'll find mm-hmm. out. You know, uh.
3: <laughs> that would be interesting if they did a sci-fi version of Red Dead Redemption. That might not be far from what it would divide its lines, But that'd be an interesting take on Blade Runner. Uh, They could easily do an Altered Carbon video game and everyone would also be at home.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So they could do some cool stuff with it. And I'm curious if some of the extra... I I don't find the 80s Blade Runner to be super slow. There are, of course, some spots and everything. But with the world, I I don't know how long it's been since anybody's revisited the the book, the source book. Uh, I
3: No I must Electric sheep. Uh I've yeah. never read it. I've always heard about it. And it's its work has also been borrowed in plenty of other movies that might as well just be oh, yeah. official total recall blade runner knockoffs. Um So I know that the Prometheus the alien uh spin prequel uh Blu-ray claims that it's in the same universe by naming the Wesleyan you know something something. Industries that's part of the Blade Runner universe. What universe do you personally think this is part of, in some fashion? <clears throat>
2: Me? Yeah. Or any, who? any, okay. any, any of you? <laughs> I sort of just because I like it. Also, I imagine this sort of as a prequel to Hardware. So I guess I would say Hardware Second is one in... who
3: brought that up? Yeah, uh, that's a good yeah. point. And be a good double I... feature actually too.
2: Yeah, I I you know, I, I could see eventually and I guess, you know, uh well it depends on who you ask, but maybe hardware's in the Blade Runner universe instead of the other way around, but <laughs> the replicants or the blade runners, I mean, you know, like with the 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 one that came out a couple years ago, and uh maybe the I don't even know if the thing in hardware had a name that's not a serial number.
3: I uh, yeah, I don't recall even a name for it. It was just kind of just like it's out there, you know, they were, they were, yeah. it was a, it was a Blade Runner concept and they were treating it also like alien, the unseen terror, the don't go out there. And much like Blade Runner, it, it was much kinder when it hit video stores than it was at the festivals where it was booed. It was like, she's so harsh. <laughs> 90s audiences were just as bad as the 80s audiences, it's just, man. Um,
2: just boo it. Yeah. But yeah boo, I, like everything, it eventually a becomes booing. a military And then it kills more people.
3: Yeah. Um. And it's interesting how it's just kind of always just been one of those. Just if they don't reference it, it's not like aliens where anytime a door opens, it's like, oh, you're totally referencing, you know, that movie. Um, uh, with, with Blade Runner, it's interesting how. Um. Basically, it's always one of those you visually reference it. Whether it's just you see a flying car in the background, or, uh, just. Uh, some other just kind of mysteriously noir-lit uh, corporation segment. It's just, it's always a visual touch nowadays when you see it referenced in movies. So I definitely consider Altered Carbon to be a direct continuation of both movies. Uh, another good one would definitely be Dark Matter, a criminally canceled uh, free-season uh, sci-fi mm. series by the creators of Star Trek.
4: I can Star- see it. I can see
3: it. Yeah, uh, just there, there's a lot of that same... I mean there's i don't know if i would put this in the same universe as uh, star trek you know because you definitely see that with uh data and next generation so, cast but uh definitely total recall even though that's a way more you know satirical over the top entry i i definitely feel like some of the same corporation people are in there it's just ironically the tv show total recall had way more in common with blade runner <laughs> Was, was the show
2: going to be good? I never checked that out. Uh,
3: if you want <laughs> just beautiful people and very even more boring exposition, eh, check it out. I saw it.
4: For <laughs> oh, then. I would actually put this in the same universe as uh, Judge Dredd. Oh well, the comic or the movie? <laughs> well, the, the the comic and the movie Dredd, not the got a whole Stallone one.
0: <laughs>
3: okay I, I, I,
4: I would see this being Dread's world but probably a couple of centuries before Dread
3: yeah I mean that that's the thing because the slow movie has so many direct like sound effects and direct references kind of like, because it's bouncing off of that and Predator 2 so um, and I just got
4: Schneider that's an automatic one star deduction oh shit <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> um Uh. yeah well it's interesting though how it is one of these movies i'll I'll do even even one better i feel like this is in the same universe as uh almost human the briefly lived criminal tv show minority report uh imposter another underrated movie by philip k dick adaptation and definitely matrix at least the first one maybe part two because Uh, you know you just see so much of those cities and it's like they owe so much to it they might as well be a continuation of it they would have made more money they're it's a labor of love and just i think because it's the godfather of cyberpunk cinema and based off a cyberpunk godfather novel uh i think this is why it's just stood the test of time so much even with the year at the at the beginning mentioned it's just it, much like escape from new york and all these other movies it's just it's just been discovered by someone somewhere just like any record you know even if you didn't if you heard or saw something a different way than most people you still spoke the same language so to speak it just translated rather well it just uh most of it just hit just like anytime deckard takes aim or roy uh turns around to say something very dramatic it's just <laughs> and uh all these other supporting actors as i was mentioning with david uh just do a wonderful job i mean Dan- daryl hannah brian james it, you can't think of anyone who isn't remembered for this you know it's not it, it, all the all these actors when, when you first bring it up bring them up on indb this is going to be on their resume at one point. so you know the first four titles that come up so it's Iconic because I think everybody has something to show off and do something well with. It's just one of those rare movies as opposed to there's one or three main things that made the movie. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, the the score is definitely, I mean, it's the same people who did chariots of fire for God's sake. So yeah, the, the score is definitely m- memorable. Um, uh, it's definitely one of the few, I think this is definitely where people take note from both Evangelists and even Tangerine dream where they're like, you know, you gotta have a very dreamy like score in yep. order to may invite us to actually escape with the film instead of just stare at it and say, uh, I was interesting. I didn't get it. You know? So it's, I think everyone's taken enough pointers and it's just a rare case where everyone was inspired. That's why it's stood the test of time. And, Uh, I still occasionally will see people just trash it. I saw so many people trash 2049, and I was like, well, bullshit. You didn't see the first movie. You saw the ad. You thought it was a Matrix-type movie. Not the case. The trailer is never right, and seriously, that's fucking stupid. See the last movie, then see the next movie. Boom, done.
2: (laughs) I, I waited a while on the 2049 and didn't see it until this year.
3: Oh, that's fine. I mean, I I wait for hype to die down on all the other stuff. That was one of my last few cinema gatherings I enjoyed, but uh, it's one that divides everyone. So I'll
2: I'll I'll let you share your take. <laughs> I I liked it. My wife fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> and,
3: uh, same case with my friends. Uh, there's so much chaos going on in it. I don't know how you could fall asleep. It's uh, my sister same. cried at it. Loved it. My I will say, though, one of my friends who had just seen there was apparently a recap video that was trending on the web at around the time it came out. So that's what a lot of people saw, which is silly. I mean, the movie was on all the movie channels all the time, so I don't. (laughs) Well, it's not hard to find people.
2: (laughs) It was on on HBO forever, and I can't believe I didn't watch it when it was on there. I ended up buying it because I knew I enjoyed enough for at least to be the cost of the money. Right.
3: I, I was too busy watching so many other movies inspired by it. In fact, I saw the awful <laughs> minority report TV show. I was like, I, I should have just rewatched Blade
2: Runner. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it, it's also a movie that you can pop on. Like you said, you can see a scene a day or pop on in the background where you're doing some editing. I know I wrote at least one shitty paper on its use of shadow and stuff in college. <laughs> oh, why was it I couldn't paper? find it. I looked really hard, uh, but I, I don't have it uh, oh. in my, at least the drive where I have most of my other college papers. Oh, jeez, <laughs> If I, if just... I find some terrible moments, I'll uh, highlight them and <laughs> <laughs> pass it on. Jeez,
3: Oh man. It, it's definitely, I think a miracle. And I think, what Hollywood's been doing so bad is because movies have to pretty much be similar to another movie in order for them to sell. uh, I think where every other cyberpunk movie went wrong is it just literally had to take direct scenes, either from producer interference or just people liking the movie too much and just wanted to throw it in there to where it's like their movie became derivative as a result. It's definitely like a, a song that, you know, uh, today's musician would say, oh, I was just... I just made that song by, you know, when I was high and I was listening to too much of Van Halen and The Doors. You and know? I like big butts <laughs> in that <guy> line. <laughs> it's definitely people being shameless
2: about their shamefulness. It's like, jeez. It's like, okay. Like like Vanilla Ice for old, old reference.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, I swear
2: it's, it's different. It's
3: different, yeah. I, I, I changed up the beat three different times it's different yeah it's it's like sampling is still sampling guys uh, mc hammer <laughs> I mean, we can't yeah. and he's still doing it. it is amazing every three years i kid you not he's in a commercial It's like really dude <laughs> it's like he's so proud of himself he cannot help it and so i i do feel like really scott kind of gets to that point where even he has a career it's like he doesn't ever claim oh i'm not bloody making the same movie again it's like yeah but you're approaching it kind of the same way where you just feel like you got that's your only direct style and seems like that there's so many of his recent movies where it's like that's the same Ridley scott he made you know i feel like he kind of had an identity crisis he reprogrammed
4: himself programmed himself like one of these replicants (laughs) you know uh much as I hate to give this guy credit, the nostalgic critic a couple years ago reviewed the movie Hannibal, which is a horror, <laughs> which is a horror fan. I wanted to give that movie a chance, but uh, I think he said it perfectly. This you you look at the visual style of the movie, you could tell that's the point where Ridley Scott went from artist to artiste.
3: <laughs> yes, you did mention that, <laughs> and it, it, I I think he's pretty much well said it well because I look at American Gangster and The Martian. That's those are movies that I think in the hands of any competent filmmaker i think would have been good Mm -hmm. i just don't feel like ridley scott movies to me even the same thing with uh some of his movies you wouldn't be uh uh mistaken for thinking you know tony scott could have easily come onto the set and directed some scenes one day because it's just it has that look
2: (laughs) i'm curious Um, about that raised by wolves thing that uh, yeah
3: that's a good point that thank you for bringing that up I would have been amiss if I didn't mention that or Westworld again. Those also feel like they're direct sequels in a way that might be Ridley Scott saying, I want to make a unofficial Blade Runner TV show, but do it my way. Cause it seems like it, it doesn't have, it seems to be having a lot of the kind of the morbid alien kind of trailers. It's like, okay, I don't think there's going to be much (laughs) acting or dialogue in this, but at the same time, Again, the whole just concept is like robots in the wild, you know, acting like, you know, cavemen. It's like that's kind of a that's a good genre selling point. Many people instantly are looking at the cover and saying, I'm checking that shit out. Sign me up for HBO Max, you know, free trial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I think it's just inescapable. Everybody knows it's just going to be just a pain in the ass just to get the rights. Yeah, uh, You know, Warner Brothers and you got. Dick's Estate, then you got just other people, you know, David Webb Pebbles might say, at least, you know, I don't want to be credited for that piece of shit. That doesn't have anything to do with my original draft. So you're going to have all that nightmare. So it is just better. I think it's, I think we all just solved it here. It's better to just reference it and consider it a sequel in your own head
2: than (laughs) Uh, We call them knife joggers. (laughs) (laughs) All these
3: memories um have you uh read uh Rutger Howard's uh biography uh autobiography uh all these memories
2: I, I have should have
3: uh it, it, it's a great book because he just he just is on it uh, and just the some of the standards how it's just, he was in so many other HBO world premiere movies that were similar to this you know split second <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, but more or less, I I think uh, it's another good, uh, that brings me to, uh, so I think there were some comics of this, like by Dark Horse or somebody,
4: or? If all if anyone would have, it would have been then. Okay, let me look it up again, but
3: uh, I, I, Soldier, the 1980 film by the same uh, writer, was supposed to be a sequel, and they changed the name, and... It's one of those I'm still on the fence about. I should give it a rewatch because it's not mind-bending awful, but it is just one of those, it's like, uh, it's kind of a labor of love, but it just feels like something got lost in translation there somewhere. Uh, I'll let you guys take, take it on. It's got unemotional. Kurt Russell must defend a planet because he's an unstoppable killing robot. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> With glorious hair.
3: Yeah, what what the hell was that about? His hair changes frame to frame and I'm not that kind of nitpicker guy, but I just noticed it cuz it just stood out. Um I I really don't know what to think about that movie nowadays. It's just it has a rough beginning and it gets slightly better, but yet at the same time it just seems like you know, even before you realize that it's, you know, a Paul W.S. Anderson popcorn movie, it just seems like no one knew what it, they wanted it to be. It was even by Fox. So they don't really care what it, they wanted it to be. <laughs> uh, is it yeah, even really?
2: One... <sighs>
3: is it even officially part of the canon?
2: <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, I i always kind of lumped it in with Universal Soldier. Uh, see, that's what's weird, too, is Universal Soldier.
3: It's also very shallow yet it's less shallow than that one so it's just like <laughs> that's what's weird is like <laughs> they were just taking props from next generation and just putting them on <laughs> Dolph and Dolph kind of was better if he or Vic Armstrong were doing you know second unit stunts and having fun with the movie and Ali Walker wasn't in that I don't think it would have done as well because <laughs> uh and that's the other thing too directors by default are hired guns i don't think it really is just even just the same creative stuff i think it just went all the way back to whatever script was in the vault and nobody did any other extra checking before any of it just you know got put on there and if anyone has a different cut of the movie it's definitely long gone or burnt up in the vaults. so i mean um uh more or less you know this was developed the original movie was developed by the lad company. And I'd like to know just kind of the history of that. Cause I never really can find anything on when they first adapted it. Like when they first went into production, it just seemed like it just kind of was uh, just out of the blue. They were just like, you know, let, let's just adapt Philip K. Dick's work and let's just make a movie. Um, I think it's interesting though, that uh, it, it's launched It's just one of the few movies where the visual effects are very minuscule and uh, it's it's all about kind of just basically a just just so many in the moment uh, things. If you take away the sci-fi aspect, it's really just a modern day made uh, noir film (laughs) Neo-noir, if you will. So uh, I, I think it's just interesting that so many other sci-fi movies from that point on, even if they weren't directly cyberpunk, they had to have some noir segments. <laughs> they had yeah. to have some saxophone jazz playing. They had to have a detective character, maybe even just a robot cop. <laughs> Can we add more rain? Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, Let, let's have uh, every... Oh, and that's so true it's like everything has to be like highlander or something is somebody must end uh matrix sure revolutions there you go everybody's got to have a fight scene <laughs> in the rain it can't be anything you gotta be in the rain and that's it would help going. if you're
2: holding a dove but you don't have to be
3: you're right <laughs> we'll fix it in post
2: <laughs> uh, hold uh, this uh, hold this green thing we'll figure out what it's going to be when we're done.
3: I mean, it's better to have a paper dub than an actual, uh, (laughs) an actual dub and then be called a John Woo knockoff. Um, (laughs) oh man. Uh, at the time when people were bashing this, they called it blade crawler and science fiction pornography. I think those are compliments. Sorry, it's just, it is a sexy-looking movie, and I'm not even a fan of (laughs) uh, yeah, This
2: this movie did nothing to uh, quell the burning flames for 1980s Daryl Hannah. Oh, baby.
4: Mm. If I had to pick a way to die, having my head squished between her thighs, would have to rank up there. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's, it's like that, uh, that Monty Python movie thing. Yeah. This man has been allowed to choose his own means of edu- uh, execution.
3: <laughs> That's <laughs> something completely different. Um, <laughs> do you want the Daryl Hannah in uh, the Popo Greenwick uh, Village, or do you want the Daryl Hannah in this movie? <laughs> uh, do you she, want
2: the number sure.
3: six? You want the number six? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god that's great (laughs) oh jesus so gents uh any
4: closing thoughts (laughs) you know ultimately (laughs) i think this is visually one of the most stunning films ever made Uh, it it definitely made me a fan of joanna
3: cassidy but uh yes it's definitely a visual movie that everybody references at some point and other movies you really have to pick them apart and when I see someone say, I was inspired by Blade Runner, it's like, I'll have to literally go through their sketches or just other stuff and direct scenes that they're meaning where they reference it, and I'll be like, oh, okay.
4: That's what that was. It
3: felt more like Running Man. It was that brain dead. Okay, but I see what you mean. There was a, a visual <laughs> cue at one point, and not to knock Running Man, but I'm just saying a different kind of cyberpunk movie. So it like, it's interesting when you have to just pick it apart. It's like, you have to be pretty much in the a certain kind of cyberpunk mood to get all the direct references. Um, And uh, there's definitely other shows that where the actors themselves are just unintentionally kind of referencing their roles in this movie. Uh, William Sanderson is the biggest victim. Uh, What the hell happened to his career? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He he stars on a bunch of HBO shows, but I, I see him on bit parts, like just really stupid direct to video uh, crap and then you know a brief part on Babylon 5 is like he's so it's like he never left the set of Blade Runner and he was just frozen in time and that's somehow they were able to include him in the cut I don't I don't get it
4: <laughs> well it's a, didn't he write an autobiography of his own and Lou says yes I'm that guy
2: I think so it's and yeah podcast. The rough and tumble life of a character actor <laughs> I love it I love it
3: oh man uh I used to have a VHS copy of Dead Aim. That is not a good movie, but everybody has wanted to find a copy of that movie because it's uh, a cover of it is used for uh, Corbin Burnson's uh, character in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and you know it makes sense. That's a Shane Black production. So, I mean, oh, so, uh, gents, where can we find you on the interwebs? <clears throat>
4: Well, as always, the Nightmare Nerd can be found on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, and also on the Slasher app. Uh, I got more stuff coming up because it is Halloween season, so I'm putting
2: out Woo. videos each week. Yeah. Daren. Daren. Uh Let's see. Psychosemantic. If you look up psychosemantic, one word in most places, except for Twitter, you find that there. Somebody's squatting on that. So on Twitter, I'm at Political Movies. And uh, you will also probably find me a little bit more because it's election season, yes. or it is at least as of recording. Edit that out if, you just <laughs> uh, it's if you're putting this out in a while. And uh, yeah. my sidecast, well, my second side, my sci-fi sidecast is kind of on hiatus while uh, Jerry, co-host Jerry Herring, is moving. But I've got one called the VD Clinic uh, <laughs> yes. with my co host Co-host Vanessa, uh, I luckily my name starts with a D, so I got to replace the D when he retired. Uh, that's movies and books and comic books and stuff like that. Short stories yeah. paired up. You look a up a VD Clinic, effort. huh? You get an A for effort. Thank you. <laughs> look up VD Clinic podcast if you want that. Look up VD Clinic if you need some other information.
3: Is that still on Podbean or did never launch in there? The
2: VD I Clinic. Uh, it about... might be on Podbean. I don't do any of the I don't have to do any of the editing for that. So uh, it's on the Legion podcast network and wherever else. I think it's on Spotify and iTunes. I think I got kicked off. I think Psychosemantic got kicked off Spotify for something, but you can find it most everywhere else.
3: <laughs> Spotify, man. I mean, so picky. <laughs> I,
2: I, I think I got dinged for a copyright infringement on a <laughs> song that's mine. I've been you seeing know.
3: everybody saying a lot of that, I, and I mean, I, I hear it on every other episode of Cinema Psyops. They're having to be more careful. I'm like, I think they're being more careful than they need to, just because. <laughs> probably, so many other people got taken down. and They don't want to be next.
2: Doesn't hurt to be caught. Maybe it's from three years ago when I used uh, Christopher Walken singing the song from the Jungle Book. Disney probably. got
0: Oh my me. god!
2: <laughs> if anyone wanted to be them. Yeah. What would they edit out if they bought, if they owned Blade Runner? Since we're talking about Daryl Hannah and uh, her CGI hair over her butt. Well, we didn't talk about that, but we're talking about Daryl Hannah.
3: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Might as well talk about Splash. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Well, (sighs) someone had to do it. Uh, If someone felt that someone was going to themselves in a washing machine because they've seen Lilo and Stitch too many times. There's just no telling.
2: <laughs>
3: ah, I mean, Jesus, <laughs> I just can't imagine that. I mean, I've had stupid ideas, but I mean, really,
5: <laughs> for people hopefully, nothing. Hopefully, I nothing. But... Well, thank
4: you for having me
3: anytime brother um and uh darren lovely having you on here uh welcome back anytime
4: yeah, thank you. uh if
3: you need any additional contribution i'm down um uh no as of checking this now your vd clinic is not on podbean but that's okay i can listen to it on the web app and it's all good um uh, thank you all for being here this is a fun very brief <laughs> wow shortest we've ever gone 40 minutes damn <laughs>
2: Not, I you either hate us it, so. or we're really awesome and efficient. Like no, a no, I just... I,
3: uh... <laughs> well, hell, I didn't even mention the Count of Reeves movie, uh, Replicas, which was actually better than expected.
4: <laughs> <laughs> just uh... avoid rambling on this one.
3: Yeah, we, we are pretty... I'm pretty bad at rambling. Uh, Rob is also bad at rambling, uh, but uh, he's not on here because he's celebrating that his uh, mother does not have cancer. But good for him. Hey, I'm just I'm for just
5: awesome.
3: I'm just happy for him like that. I can't imagine that <laughs> everyone's head would be in the cloud. And, you know, and then when they got to worry about Corona and politics and then <laughs> they're uh, losing yep. a parent, that that fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah.
2: If, if you want to uh, I don't know why this popped into my head, but the episode of Cinema PsyOps, speaking of court his House on Haunted Hill episode from a couple years ago that I was on. That <laughs> yeah. was that was the day my mom called and told me that she was going to die from cancer. She's ah. still alive. She beat it. But like right before I went to record, she's like, hey, goodbye. I'm like, what the? F- <laughs> what the- uh, can I cuss on here? Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck, we're, mom? We're not rated. <laughs> OK. But yeah. Uh, wow. So I was all sorts of weird on that Synapse episode. I wonder. One way to break you. the news.
3: I thought I thought you were in deep hurting from the movie, but okay, yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's definitely one of those. Some of these podcast episodes to go back to, and it's like, I wonder how any of these will date <laughs> from yours mm-hmm. on it. And it's already so <laughs> much trouble just finding an audience. And uh, kudos to anyone who has just a loyal following i've actually tried to be on legion a few different times haven't heard back so i'm just like
2: okay oh really yeah if, if i had any sort of pull i'd put in a word for you because i've been listening to more of your episodes recently no oh, no, no you know and uh it's pretty sweet <laughs> I'm, I'm halfway through it. your your most recent one but Oh, I really you. liked the uh, the horror franchises that never were or whatever. Oh,
3: really? That OK, was.
2: That, that was fun to listen to.
3: Thank you, brother. Uh, damn, that was one we didn't even try on. <laughs> it's, it's, Those it.
2: are sometimes the best for real. It's, <laughs> you know, the, the authenticity of the conversation shines through.
3: It, it was funny how it just happened it's just like. Uh, and then we were just finding other filmmakers who wanted to basically take a non horror franchise and make it a horror franchise. It's like, man, okay, <laughs> jeez, what that would be. David Iyer wants to do a Star Wars horror movie? Okay, sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's probably plenty of stuff in there. I'm not. I'm not too versed in the Star Wars world.
3: Oh, good. I think that's the other issue too. Is that uh. Basically, everybody's having to play catch up with every other franchise, and then there's so many other people where if they don't see it then and there, they, they just don't care. Um, uh, basically, uh, 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 I think podcasts is all about just feeling in the moment, and you know, that's why I just outlined this all in advance. I just say, okay. If you're going to do this, just make sure that you're just ready to do it as opposed to, you know, because I was on a few other podcasts and they just fell apart because, I mean, they're still going, but they're not good. (laughs) And I'm not saying that to be a dick. I just said, you know, just no one was making use of their time.
2: They just kind of wanted to hear themselves talk and just like, okay, well it's one of the reasons why I often liken podcasting to being in a band because I've, I've done more time playing music, but you know, music scenes and podcast scenes have, have a similarity and podcast, you know, there's some podcasts that are great, but nobody talks to each other when they're not doing it. There's some that kind of, you know, yeah, there's some that kind of suck, but you know, everybody loves each other. Well, that, or (laughs) like a
3: music session is like, you didn't play your best, uh, solo album but at least it was done with love to where it's like i forgive you as opposed to someone else who just really was so in love with themselves same thing with we're talking movies i prefer someone who did a homage that still wasn't the produced with the best cameras but at least was made with a labor of love versus okay this is a vanity project and as a result it really killed any enjoyment
2: (laughs) yeah we've got yeah uh, There's that, that, many ways that that, that analogy uh, holds through. So <laughs> thanks for asking me to play on your gig tonight.
3: Uh, anytime. <laughs>
2: uh, was interesting.
3: We'll, we'll keep the bar extra open for any encores. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that was an evening, gents.
3: Uh, anytime, brothers. I can't believe it's seven-year areas.
4: Jeez, it's five over here still. Damn.
3: Okay. You're in Texas, right? Yeah, actually, it's now five... 40. Jesus. Man, this day's fine.
2: (laughs) Oh, time to go get some noodles in the rain.
3: Noodles in the rain. Alright. Godspeed to you.